Connor and Kyle are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Connor insists he's a millennial, but if he's ever eaten an avocado, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only as birth control, because you know you can't afford them. What's up, you poor millennials? It's the M Word! I'm sorry, this this mushroom risotto is so good. Is it really good? Is that Trader Joe? Oh shit, we're on, we're on the air, Connor. Oh. <coughs> <coughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the M Word, a millennial podcast solving millennial problems. I'm your West Coast millennial Connor, and I'm your Lone Star non-choking millennial Kyle. We're just two alive and breathing friends trying to eat our way to the center of the earth and also solving a generation's problems or something else like that. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> you What's, okay, Connor? I'm super good. Uh, Man, what a spooky way to start this month. <laughs> Very. It's the spooky month. We got we to gotta admit that. This is the month where magic... And, you know, witches and Satan. Satan finally has his time. Mm-hmm. Every, every other day of the year, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Muhammad. It's all about Allah. But now Satan, the evil one, finally gets his turn. He finally gets his turn in the spotlight. Forever banished to the secret society that is hell. Yeah, it's, it's now, such a waste. Now arisen. He has come again to show his true ways in the form of parody and a masquerade. Exactly. That's one thing. We this is our first, you know, spoopy M word that we're really gotta kick off. And you and I wanted to celebrate in style. We wanted to celebrate this, you know, All Hallows Month right. And we're gonna do that over the next four episodes. We will begin each episode with a cover, if you will, a mask or raid, a costume, <laughs> a mask or a raid, a mask or raid, a mask right. or a raid. <laughs> we won't know which one, but what we will know is we will feel like a successful podcaster for a brief moment in time. Exactly. The best part about Halloween is getting to hide everything that you fear and hate about yourself and put on a costume where you can act like you're a much more successful podcast. And that's uh, it's a beautiful tradition that we celebrate every year. It's a beautiful tradition. We have celebrated for years and years and years. I remember a, f- a few years ago, we satirized the first podcasts um, known as radio shows. Yes. We put on radio waves and people really enjoyed just hearing hearing the buzz hearing the buzz of our forefathers right you would put on like an an fdr mask and like act like you're doing a fireside chat oh look at me i'm a president and i'm the first one to use radio sit by the fire and i'll i'll chat with you because i'm the president that's what he sounded like go back check the tapes check Check the the tapes. tapes Check the tapes. Also, we need more fireside chats. We do. We need a segment called Fireside Chats. 
fireside chats with Connor and Kyle, we're not going to set you at ease, but we are going to ha- make you have a good time. Exactly. If anything, you're just going to sit there, listen to us, and just worry about that fire. Fire is not to be contained. You know, fire by the side. is not to be contained. We're not watching it. Nobody's watching it. Don't get distracted. Um, we do also like, in case you didn't catch it, our intro. We our costume this week, which is what we're calling it. I came up with that, and Connor hates it. I still can't come up with a better one though. So we're holding on to d- 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 your <laughs> life. We're the theme of this show. We're holding on to mediocrity. That's our tagline. So our costume this week was a show that it largely inspired our show, which is My Brother, My Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern era. Ma- the modern era. Yeah. If uh, if Connor and I could have found a third person, we definitely would have done it and just copied their show religiously. Unfortunately, we both couldn't find a griffin. We didn't. Uh, oh, hold on. I'm the griffin. <clears throat> or am I the Justin? You're basically Travis. Oh, fuck you. You're Travis. That's you. Hey, that's that's mean. I don't think so. I think Travis is definitely- Travis is the worst of the- <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know who I am. I think I want to say I'm Griffin because I am the youngest of three brothers. For those who don't know, you have three gorgeous small brothers just trying to give advice to people. Yeah. And I tell you what- it's really hard to pretend that we're a podcast like that, right? It's so hard to put on all these weird contraptions and, and weird egos that come into somebody thinking that everybody wants their advice. Right. You got to so gotta balance that out because it's like, do you tell them the truth? Do you tell them what they need to hear? Or do you just... Are you just selling a product? Are you just selling out, giving them what they selling want? Selling H and R Block to unsuspecting millennials, <laughs> unexpecting, unsuspecting tax fraudians. H and R Block. Wait, where did H and R Block come from? That came from. Oh, it came from our Patreon <laughs> that we recorded. Damn it, before I, this. I, 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 honest <laughs> to God, don't mean to bring up jokes from the Patreon. We just record it literally before we start recording the actual podcast. And so naturally there's a continuity thing happening here in our, in our funny brains. Continuity is a big part of our show and we don't talk about that enough, but basically, so if you want to know, there's a, there's a secret message. There's an, not an ASMR. What's the other thing? Alternate reality game, ARG. There's an ARG in every single episode of the M word, but you have to listen to the Patreon relevant episode. So go yes. get a dollar at patreon.com slash mwordpod, and you will become the grand master of Patreon. The grand master of Patreon, the grand master of the M word. That's what the M stands for today, master. Master. We also, you know, some secret societies, they want to take over the banks. They want to take over the government. Not us. We know the re- where the real power is. We're going to take over graveyards. We want every single cemetery under our control because you know that's where a majority of the population is. That's where yes. they are. Yes. They, there's so many people. So many people are dead. Can you imagine? Let's take it over. Yeah. One by one. One graveyard by one graveyard. And we're doing You thought it. it was your aunt? Wrong. She's the queen of my army. <laughs> she's, she's the queen of my dead cemetery army. <laughs> oh, God. Every time aunt, you aunt go to Susan? a cemetery. Wrong. Queen Victoria the Dead. 
the oh, undead. She she is our and uh, she's wonderful and she's I'm really glad to have her a part of the crew. We do only have one other live person that works with us, and her name is Karen. She's in accounting. She's great. Uh, most she's of the time. great. Sometimes she doesn't do her work, but I don't know why that is. Some might say she's dead weight. <laughs> and just like that, Connor joined the dead army. <laughs> just like that. Uh, beautiful. Speaking of, you know, an organization, I think it's time that we get down to the business. Bidget bucket. Did you hear that? Did you hear the sound of 500 Japanese men jumping? Which is only relevant if you listen to our episode about Law and Order. Yes. Let's yes. get down to the business. We have a lot of people to thank for tweeting at us. Uh, Twitter, Our Twitter handle is at mwordpod. Everything is mwordpod. If you're like, hey, how do I find the mword? Just go to mwordpod dot whatever. Anything dot whatever, will take you'll you there. You'll find it. It'll pro- yeah, just don't do uk. I think that takes you to a... Uh, oh, no. We uh, need well, to take dominatrix that. We, we need to website. take that. We can't. We do need to take it. There's just some British boys. I think they could be an American boys. Oh, God, I want to be a British boy doing the M-word. Oh, I can't wait for the day that I record this from a very a very small flat in London. Huh? Yeah. I love it. I definitely don't look forward to recording at 2 a.m. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the time zones over there, but I imagine it won't be fun. Well, yeah, we'll we'll have to work with that. You'll probably also have to move to your Africa or something. And we'll, to we'll your work Africa. Your Africa. Um, uh, thank you for tweeting at us, uh, at Big Mac and Pod, um, which he changed, this is David, but he changed his name to Big Spook and Pod on Twitter, which <laughs> I appreciated. I loved the commitment. It's beautiful. Um, also at James, the librarian, James underscore librarian, he said, getting down on some M word pod today, trying to figure out my millennial self. I feel like I'm learning a lot about myself and my generation, which is God and brings tears to my heart because that's what our goal is. It's what our goal is, and it's what we are. We are millennials. You're going to learn. You're going to get educated, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. A lot of us are different. So I really hope you didn't learn too much about what you think is yourself, because honestly, you're just learning a lot about me and Kyle, like almost too much. But aren't we the most important millennials? Huh? Kyle said it. Hey. Also... I, let me say one. Okay, go. I'm sorry. I forgot I wrote it all out. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Also, International Podcast Day at, but yeah, well, I don't even know what this <laughs> means. You fucking bastard. You wrote it in code so only you could say it. <laughs> I had a bunch of green tea in my mouth. I almost spit it all over my microphone. Oh dear Christmas! <laughs> I did. Okay. What I didn't the really. Fuck did that mean? What does it mean? I'm going to well, tell you so you can throw say it into it. this Kyle compiler. <laughs> um, those are the people that tweeted at us on International Podcast Day and said that they they were they they recommended us. Aww. So the the podcast the the, the tweeters that recommended us was the but yeah at but yeah pod but yeah podcast. At UFO Podcast, which is unabashedly obsessed. Uh, the at Macintosh and Mod, who you know as Spook Big Big Spook Pod, <laughs> or the Macintosh Mod, and TOT Cast, which that's I um, do not know. That is Think of the Children, which is speaking of speaking of this foggy British town. Oh my God, that's a British Every podcast. Time I feel like if I wanted to. I could get you to say something with an accent if I literally just 
said it was British. Oh, no doubt. I if this is why they won't approve my visa to go to London, it's because every time they're like, "What brings you to London?" and I'm like, "Oh, fucking Lucy," and they're like, "Get out, please leave." <laughs> every Get back on the single plane. episode of the podcast, they they listen to it and they hope they're like, maybe, maybe he he'll do he won't do it this time, but they, you do it continuously. <laughs> I they do have the, they time. have your visa ready, ready to go, and they're gonna ship it to you. Yeah, but every single time it fails, and they put it back in the sacred box. Apparently, Brexit was not supposed to pass, but then half the country heard me do my accent, and they said, "No, we need to keep them all out." Oh my god! <laughs> Are you still eating during the podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I can't help it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You shouldn't make jokes when I'm swallowing these sweet mushrooms. <laughs> and now Connor is high on Trader Joe's mushrooms on our podcast. No, Think of the Children is a very funny, witty uh, British con- British podcast that they talk about things from childhood and then they ruin it. And so it's 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 pretty entertaining. You should check them out. And thank thank y'all for recommending us on international podcast day and for going to our parade that we held in the middle of podcast square man we saw some really good floats that day we Connor, saw what was your favorite float we saw a big old mac just like a, a Macintosh computer or computer. an apple or, or a, yeah a just big a big mac? old mac uh no not a big mac okay just a big old mac uh, we <laughs> you just keep saying the same thing. Just a, big old, just a big old Mac. <laughs> no, wrong. Yeah. There was a man, his name is McDonald, and he he's real big, and he was just there. He, he's also there. Uh, I really enjoyed the UFO podcasts podcast float, which you thought was a UFO. Right. And then they had this really cool thing where they were just abducting people. There might have been an attack on our city. <laughs> Because of the Big Mac, man, and the UFO, <laughs> and then the think of the children, there was an army of children. <laughs> there was just running the streets. I thought it was choreography. It might have been a campaign, a war campaign. I mean, whenever kids dance, it basically looks like they're falling around anyway. Yeah. So I really couldn't tell the difference between kids assaulting me and kids dancing around me. They're, that's why they're the most dangerous creature on this planet. <laughs> we don't talk about that enough, the threat that children pose to the society. The threat of the children. They say think of the children all the time, but how much of you, how many of you guys think of the children? Exactly. That's what I think Think of the Children podcast gets right, is they say, no, we're going to ruin ch- children. We're going to ruin childhood. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ruining childhood. And then, of course, at the end of the parade, you know, the big parade uh, was the butt yeah guys, and um, they just released a bunch of Australian uh, venomous species. What was that Ooh. one thing they t- when they were on the show they talked about the like the lizard thing that would like crawl into their home and would just be like chilling. Do you remember right. what that was called? I don't remember what it's called. No, but here we'll get, we're going to call it a chupacabra. A chup- um, oh, but no, you need you need Aussie name. <laughs> That's the same accent. I don't know where chupacabras are. It was either a small a, a eight-legged kangaroo, a a Wichita attack Attack beam, attack get, fly. Again, you're getting further away from ca- Australia. You started kangaroo, but then you went to Wichita. What if we called it a down under spider? No, here's the problem. You need to understand the Australian language has so many random ass words like Vegemite or Maccas. And and so you really just kind of make a sound with your mouth. And that's what the creature is called. So we could be, we could call it like the, you know, the 
fanus. The fanus. No. Kyle. Oi. Oi. Get a fanus. Get the fanus out of there. Hey, get the fanus out of there. My Australian accent is so good. Why won't they let me on television? Speaking of television, there's a new show. Oh. Coming out. In the future. And let let me just preface this whole thing by saying me and Kyle have been robbed. We've been, hey, dialing 911. Hello, 911. What is your emergency? We've been robbed. We, we, we've been robbed. Sir, that's not an emergency. Please hang up. We are, there's a bunch of fires going on. And I go, okay, cool. Thank you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry so much. Who can I call back later? And they say, call back later. (laughs) Is there a number? Is there a number? 9112. That'll send you to Bob. Bob, the- who also happens to be in accounting. <laughs> Bob's number is nine one two, and he gets so annoyed. He's like, "No, I can't. Why can't I can't help you if you can't breathe? No, ooh, oh no, ooh." And he's just the clumsiest boy. Oh my he, gosh! Every phone call he hangs up. Poor Fred. He's been dealing with this his whole life. Wait, he's been I like, thought it was I, Bob. He eventually, he eventually gave in, and he responded to a call where he had to give an on-the-site tracheotomy, and it was, there was blood everywhere. He just started looking shit up. He just he starts did. googling stuff as soon as you call. He's oh. like, okay, well, I guess I have a duty now. He's got a duty, and then he giggled because he said duty. Um. Anyway, me and Ka- someone from I don't know where, government, Tommy's <laughs> house. Government. It didn't happen until the government got involved. Until government got involved, that big old government coming into my brain juices. That's not a thought I want to ever have again. But it came in there. Yeah. Either mine or yours, and it stole our idea. It did. So HBO has a show coming out called The Righteous Gemstones, which is entirely, almost exactly the show that Connor and I came up with. Connor, we should explain how we became friends. Because it's a crucial part of our friendship, mostly, and this is something I've thought about much. I've thought about much. You and I, when we became friends, we worked together. And then, because we're men, and we didn't want to admit that we just, like, could hang out with each other, we decided, oh, we need to have a reason to hang out with each other. Right. Well, I mean, you. I think this is all of this is coming from Kyle's, and he didn't say this, but he did find me to be the most attractive boy in the office. Okay, hold on. If we're gonna pull that game, let's talk about the first time you and I ever hung out and the text no. message I got. Huh? So here's what happened. I I'm a very lovely and kind boy, and I don't think about anything that could be remotely considered sinful. And Kyle had said at some point we were going to hang out and so I responded to him saying hey uh I am <laughs> have a hotel room that I am currently living in we can just hang out there it's it's very cool and we could have like a TV and everything and this was exciting to me because I hadn't I'm I'm like I said a poor boy I was also a poor boy when I was younger and I was in a hotel because of a very strange toilet accident at my grandmother's <laughs> house who I was living with and so we were living in a hotel while they fixed up the house anyway so flash poor forward, poor me I'm, I get a text message that says hey let's hang out want to come to my hotel room and I'm like uh-huh finally no, I didn't say that. Finally, <laughs> you, you said you were upset. I was you upset. Said you were furious. 
was you so angry. said that you would never associate yourself with me again because you thought I was I was making advances. I thought you were one of them call boys. I well, I was not. You're I wanted to have that. a good friendship. And even if I did, you should be flattered that I was attracted to you. <laughs> exactly. I'm always flattered. Every time you, every day when you text me and tell me that, I'm always flattered. And you know that. So, so any Hoosiers, one thing led to another. Me and Kyle are in the bed. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, to wrap it all up, we decided to hang out. And because of whatever lame-ass societal cultural norms, because we're two heterosexual men, we were like, oh, we need a reason to hang out in the future. And so we were like, let's, we're both very creative. Let's write a, a web series or a show. Let's just like write a concept. And the thing we settled on was a show about, it was going to be a workplace a, a sitcom that was based around a Southern church, a non-denominational church where the pastor and his wife were kind of scam artists, where they didn't actually care about the things Here, they were preaching. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, I got to cut you off. We can, okay. we can get it back into that in just a second. But I just find it so interesting that you thought that we came up with the idea of writing a script for the sheer purpose of like, Okay, we need a reason to hang out. That's the, honestly that's where I, I was coming from. Are you joking from. a little bit, or is that actually where you were coming from? Whenever you no, that's very much just kind of my deep heterosexual uh, insecurities. I can't hang out with men unless there's a reason to. See, I, I, I'm some something similar, but more so that like I want for the people that I hang out, with, especially at that time, anybody that I hang out with, anything that I did with another person was for the purpose of working on something. Yeah. It wasn't to like just enjoy something together. It was work. <laughs> <laughs> it was because there was some some type of way to advance, some type of way to advance my my I guess career what I was trying to do and I just think it's really funny that we saw it in those two different ways. But also still kind of similar. Like we still felt like hey, we couldn't we just need hang to out. There's no fucking way that we could just sit around and do nothing, which we eventually got to do. Exactly. But we had to begin from a place of work. Yeah, that'll come around to the point where HBO stole our show because essentially we wrote we wrote a pilot and we outlined a, a season of episodes around this fraudulent pastor, but his very eager and, and um, naive staff. And it, I enjoyed writing it so much so that whenever we later stopped writing it, I still picked it up and I think I finished a second episode that I think we had started, um, but then I finished it because I was like, oh, this is still actually really fun. But we still never finished it because we realized, oh, hey, we can just go bowling if we want to. And so we, we could also bowling. just go bowling. We could also just watch movies and play video games and do what we do alone, but then do it together. Yeah, uh, and because HBO seized on our millennial laziness, they said, hey, Danny McBride, what are you doing? And he goes, I don't know. I was just at a hotel in Pearland, Texas, where I heard these two goofuses talking about this 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 show they were working on, and I think that's a great show. And then they gave up. So I'm taking it. Now I'm Danny McBride, and I'm a thief. Now I'm a thief. Now I'm a stealer. And from that, for those who don't think that we came up with this idea... Uh, so me and Kyle, as you know, grew up in a, in religious households. And so we're, we have such, such firm understandings of kind of the, the silliness and, uh, isms that kind of come with those types of big churches. And so 
we will publicly release all the all the information that we can't. Just kidding. I don't know if we're going to do that or not. But I think. Oh it no, we definitely. Will. There's already uh, many senators have called me. They want a full FBI investigation um, into it. They're calling witnesses. They're, we're they're going to get the whole story. And Danny McBride is. We're going to never. Danny McBride will never be on the Supreme Court. I'm Danny. McBride, I'm saying. Oh God, look at him. Have you seen him? He's crazy. Hashtag cancel uh, Danny McBride. Hashtag not my. Justice. He, justice? <laughs> not my justice. Hashtag not my justice. Honestly, that's hashtag, just a very good hashtag. Me, look at me. I'm the justice now. We <laughs> are the justice. Very. So they have a show that they're making, and it's got a really good cast, and it's all about a, basically a fraudulent preacher, and it's should it's a comedy. It's a half-hour comedy. I'm sure it'll be great, but HBO just ordered the first season, and I saw it because a friend sent it to me, and he was like, hey, HBO's doing your show, which he said it like that, and I was offended. I was like, they're not doing my show. They stole my show. You know what they say? Uh, good artists copy. Great artists steal, and that's what HBO did. They're a great artist, and they stole it. The craziest thing about it is that the main character's first name is the oh. exact same yep. as our main character's oh. first name. That's no, no fucking joke. joke. No joke. I, I wish I could show you the timestamp of us working on that page document that said the main character's name was Eli. And then suddenly, boom, main character of this show, Eli. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's fucking the case closed, bitches. And we worked very hard on that name because we were like, what's a good pastor name? We, we had the pastor's wife name. Her name was Joy because that's a very easy pastor's wife name. But it was like, we really need to name the, the, you know, the name of the, uh, the pastor. We got to get it right. And we did so much so that Danny McBride was like, hell yeah, I'm going to keep that. I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep that part. And then he changed the last name to something fucking stupid. So yeah. ours, our pastors was Eli Callahan. This people's pastors, Eli Gemstone. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit much, Danny. Hey, Danny, it's a bit hey, Danny, much. Danny, if honestly, honestly, if you stole it from us, like just put us in the writers' room, man. Put us. We are not big. We can sit in one chair if we need to. Just let we, us in the room. We're not big people. I know that's like your biggest concern. <laughs> There's only so is many whether chairs. or not we're gonna fit in your fucking <laughs> L.A. skinny at avocado vegan only chairs. Yeah, and if it'll be able to support it, we're not big boys. Nope. Just let us in the room. Just let us in the room where it happens, well, and then. Boom! We'll get you. We'll get you, and we'll take you down. But yeah, what what's gonna happen is we're gonna become the showrunners, and he he can just star in it. That's fine. He can stay because he's supposed to play the John Goodman is playing Eli, and John Goodman will probably be very good at it because he's a very good actor. Good. He's a very good man. Yeah. Sorry, anyway, sorry, so that's uh, that's our thing. Also, we wrote Game of Thrones, so that's just. I, if we're, as long as we're throwing everything out there, we also wrote Game of Thrones. Uh, Wait, do we, we write the show or the, or the book? Um, no, we wrote the play <laughs> that the book is based on. <laughs> we, we wrote the play adaptation. It's No, it's not an adaptation. We wrote the play first. It's a very long play because it's the whole series. <laughs> the George R. R. Martin is sitting in the audience, that bastard. <laughs> that bastard. He... Sh- 
So the the thing is, here's the thing. It's he was in the audience, but he was also in the in the play. He played. He was Arya, and he was so mad. He was just so mad. He I, okay. had to be on the show for so long. Yeah, you keep wondering why that last book is coming out. It's because we quit feeding him our story. That's what happened. He, he just didn't make it that long. I will say that also um, the guy who plays Jon Snow. I can't remember his name now. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington, thank you so much. Kit Harrington was also in our original play production, except he just played one of those trees with the faces on it, and he was also very good, very good, very be- very beautiful beginning of his career. Very beautiful beginning of his career. Lots of abs for a tree, but I was into it. <laughs> so many. I I kept wondering why they edited the abs out on the TV show. I didn't think it was right. I didn't think it was right. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh man. So HBO will be in contact, I guess. And yeah, we yeah. will. Hey, HBO, we will be in contact. <laughs> You'll hear from our lawyer. There's only one. We can't afford more than that. We can't afford more than one. But I tell you what, he's very uh, decent. I haven't talked to him much because whew, lawyer bills are high. They don't talk about how high lawyer bills are. But these lawyer bills, the high. So I haven't <laughs> talked to him. But I tell you what, he's he's he, his he's so eloquent in his emails. He, his emails are really good. There is only one problem. He's uh, strictly a divorce lawyer. Um, so we're kind of <laughs> going by the seat of our pants here, but we'll, we'll figure it out. It's kind of like a divorce. Like you separated our script from us and then you, you know, had a new family over at HBO that was like much better. And like, we're kind of still over yeah. here. Like, Hey, haven't don't we deserve, pay, we deserve child alimony. payment. Pay your child support. Exactly. We need Please. alimony. HBO, give us our alimony. Hashtag HBO alimony. Get that trending and we'll finally get our money. Get that trending. That's the thing. Twitter is how we're, sp- Twitter is the new law. <laughs> just, just, especially with TV, straight up, just, just if you hashtag it enough, if you retweet it enough, they're going to change their fucking minds. I like that that's not even a joke because literally the president who is responsible for executing laws pretty much does that on Twitter. So like, that's a very much a true statement that you said. I never mm. say that enough on this podcast, Connor. Every time you say some, uh, something wrong, I always call you out, but I never call you out when you're right. And Connor, that was a right. That was a right. <laughs> Thank you for calling out my right. Speaking of calling out our rights, we're going to move on to a very, very, very good question uh, from one of our listeners because, you know, I think it's about time that we solve some fucking problems. Right. We've, we have we have a lot of problems right now. We kind of spent most of this episode talking about our problems, but we it's time to give back. We need to give back to the generation. We need to solve another millennial's problem. And if we can solve your problem, you can submit it to us anonymously. Anonymously. Hey, anonymous, get in here. Give us your problems. (laughs) Anonymous, come in here, please. (laughs) Please come here. Go to mwordpod.com slash submit. Send us your problem. This one says, my neighbors invited me to a get together at their house, which historically with this neighbor means my whole extended family is coming over. And I have been to these quote unquote get togethers before and they are so awkward and boring because I know nobody in parentheses. I don't even know the neighbors that well, but if I don't go I have to actually go somewhere else because otherwise she'll see my car in the driveway and know that I lied about having plans. I need a plausible excuse. I need plausible excuses for why my family 
can't go to this thing, but also have to be in our house. That's from Buffy McCrumpets. Thank you so much, Buffy. Man, this might be the first real problem that we're dealing with on the 30 episodes of this show that we've done. This is a real problem. We've we solved so many things. Taxes, Russia, pollution, environment, love, loss. But this... This is a real thing. This is something people deal with. Not like pollution. Nobody deals with pollution. There's nothing more millennial about this problem. And you came to the right dusty boys. This is the right... Hey, look at look at the your map. It, you're, it says you're in the right place. It says you're in the right place. So first off, I'm just going to... I'm just going to jump right in and say, you just, how, why, why do you like your neighbors and why do you, why are you into them? What, why do they deserve your attention? I think here's the problem. Here's, Who are they? Here's where you went wrong, Buffy. And, and I think this is kind of what Connor is getting at is you went to one of their get togethers. That's the first problem. You went to one once. You went to one once. You didn't follow Connor's rule. <laughs> you didn't you follow go, Connor's you rules. Ask, you ask who's going to be there. And if you don't know anybody, you don't go. You don't go. You don't go. You don't go. It, it's This is a real tough one. Let's also, Connor, let's just figure out what these neighbors are doing. They're having a get together, but are they having a clam bake? Are they, you know, they're bringing all their extended family. Maybe it's a christening. Maybe they're having a christening. Straight up, why why are they why do they have so many family get-togethers so often? I mean, props to them, right, for for having good family times. But straight up, what are they doing? Are they dancing? Are they dancing? Are they t- is they dancing the night away? It's probably are not a funeral. I'm crossing away? out funeral from this list because I don't think you would invite your neighbor to a funeral. Get-together. You wouldn't. Yeah. I, well, here, I, man. That would be that'd be very scary. It is awkward when you bury the body in the backyard, and that I think your neighbors your neighbors are weird. Your neighbors your na- are super into it, but that's it. Th- but the thing is, Buffy doesn't mention this. Buffy doesn't talk about what these parties are like. She just says that it's awkward because and boring because she doesn't know anybody. But funerals can be awkward and boring because if you don't know that guy and you don't know the people around you, what are you doing there? I I have been to a funeral where literally the only person I knew was the person in the casket. Oh God! Yeah, that's well. I mean, the thing. Luckily, that only that happened once. But these people, like, they're having funerals after funerals after funerals, <laughs> and they're not. They're not. They're not talking about it. Yeah, it, it's time that we do discuss with you, Buffy. You're. Your neighbors are serial killers. Your neighbors are serial killers, but also you need to investigate. <laughs> you you know, need to go so you can figure out what is going on in there. Okay, so these neighbors, they love a get-together, but they kept running out of ideas, and they realized, hey, you know what always brings everybody together? A good old-fashioned wake. So they had a funeral because, you know, somebody died, and they enjoyed their little get-together. They're like, oh, but but wouldn't, but wouldn't Carl just love it if we just kind of did some karaoke? Gosh, you remember how much Carl loves karaoke? Let's do some karaoke. And then that's how they, they do it. And then, guess what? They kept running out of funerals. So they started, they began their dark streak of murder. They, they began their dark streak of murder. So here's on the flip side. Let's say that it's actually just a normal get-together with families dancing around the halal. <laughs> You have said right? this. You've said this a few times. How many times do your family get together? Are you all just dancing? 
I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I don't, I don't. Anyway, so you don't, you don't, you want to, you don't want to go. So, right, you can't, you can't leave your car in the driveway. You need to get busy. Get out of that apartment. If you got something going on, go to the coffee shop. Say hi to Jeremy, who you haven't talked to. You haven't said hi to Jeremy. You 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 know you want to. You you he can he can ask you out. You can say yes. You could say no. But just go say hi. Yeah, just go say hi to Jeremy. It's it's difficult because you are gonna have to you're gonna have to lie, and then and then you're going to to have to leave and go somewhere, and that's difficult. You can't. You got to say hey, I already got plans, and then you have to leave. But now here's here's the problem, Connor. Right. What if? This is a per- maybe, and we do this a lot. When we think of millennials, we tend to think of ourselves, people who have their lives together and don't have children. But some millennials do have children. And maybe this person has children, or maybe at some point, maybe they don't have a car. Maybe they can't. No, they do have a car because I said they have they a car. Ha- they have to have the car. But here's the thing. So you bring the, chil- the children to the coffee shop, but then what if Jeremy starts wanting to hang out with you at the coffee shop. So then you have to have an excuse oh, from no. there. And we got we got an endless cycle. What if Jeremy is friends with your neighbor? Ooh. Oh, God. Jeremy, oh, no. why did you do this? Jeremy, don't you dare tell. Jeremy, don't. Okay. Don't you dare tell. Let's... So you got to swear Jeremy to secrecy when you buy that coffee. <laughs> this is a secret coffee. Tell no one, Jeremy. You know, you know what I you have on you. Know me. what I know about them. Why aren't you there, Jeremy? Jeremy, why aren't you at the party? You're gonna be next if you don't tell them. You're tell next. Them nothing. You're gonna be dancing around the halal. <laughs> You're gonna do it, Connor. Let's let's explore a different option now. Uh, we need to give Buffy McCrumpets plausible excuses that would allow the, her to stay home, or I assume it's a her uh, to stay home. And and have her car in the driveway, but for the neighbors to be like, oh, I know why, I know why she's inside, or I know why he's inside. It's because Wheel of Fortune's on, and she. They said they never miss it. So that's, that's why they can't come to the party. I can never. When is yeah exactly? Well, you could do shows. Here's what I want to do though. I want to avoid shows. I want to avoid sicknesses. Yeah. And I want to avoid families because then they're going to expect all these other things to be happening. That's true. Here's what they, you're they, doing can, they can fact check all of those things. They can fact check all those things. Here's what you're doing instead. You're starting a rival party. <laughs> Every single time they have a get together, you are starting your own rival get together. That's going to be cooler and better and have better dancing and more funerals than anybody could ever want. This does kind of feel like the beginning of a Tim Allen comedy where the neighbors get into warring parties and they keep trying to top each other. This is basically the Great Gatsby. This is a modern Great Gatsby starring Tim Allen, and I think it already has a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 100% in your hearts, our listeners. And here's the important part about that. Eventually, one of you two will just out-party the other one so hard. You'll give so many gift bags. You'll have so many pieces of plastic trash that the other one will have to give in and stop altogether. Connor, I just, I don't think this is sustainable because that takes a lot of 
cash. You got to buy all those things. What gotta... is your commitment, Buffy? <laughs> what is your commitment? I think if, I mean, Buffy's a millennial, so the commitment is very low. We need excuses. <laughs> we need excuses that are, require so little, so little commitment. We need, okay, here's one thing you can do. Uh, you are the proprietor and God of your own religion. And every time they say, hey, I'm having a get together. And you just say, I can't, re- religious reasons. And then you walk away. Nobody can say, this is America. If somebody says religious reasons, you can't legally say, tell me more about that. You can't. It's illegal. The law says it's, so. They don't talk about how you can connect parts of the Bill of Rights together. So you have freedom of freedom, freedom of speech and freedom of religion. Connect those two freedom of speech and religion. You don't exactly. talk about you you don't you you can just say religion and then you don't have to speak. Right. And that's also why in that that's why that's all in one amendment. They don't you don't think about this when you're in school. That's all why freedom of this, freedom of don't speech. talk about it because they think it's intuitive, but in reality it's not. It's only for the upper class. It's only for the elite to know. Exactly. You really got to dig in. Freedom of um, of speech, freedom of press, freedom of religion. You know what that means? You cannot Press somebody by speaking to them about their religion. That's mm. what that means. Amen in God we trust. Please don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> please, please stop. Please, please stop. Please I stop. E- in I the would name rather... of in in God, stop. And every time, every time that they tell you, "Oh wow, again with the religion," and then you just bow to them and you say "E pluribus unum," and then you walk e- away. E pluribus unum, and then you can play the national anthem. Right, you can do whatever you want at that point because again, they have to respect your religion. Yeah, I definitely think though, just make up your own religion. I think that's the best way to go because, again, people get scared. Especially, it sounds like these neighbors have, must be older, right? Who else? Who else invites their family to their home? Old people. Who else? Yeah, you're not. I mean, if you're a millennial, this isn't another millennial family. Speaking of which, why the fuck are you hanging out with them in the first goddamn place if they're not millennial? <laughs> we didn't talk about the easiest way to solve this problem is to move. You, why do you have neighbors? Go live on a farm. Go no, live don't on do a that. farm. Get out of the city. Just have an avocado farm, eat that every day, plant, oh my God, produce things for your environment, get that solar roof, call Elon Musk. I think he's got some more time on his hands now. F- filter your urine to make coffee every morning. Filter, God. My You're a hippie. Flavor. You're a hippie now. You're a hippie now. That's You're just, a hippie now. Yeah. Congratulations, Buffy McCrumpets. That's a real good hippie name, by the way. That's a good hippie name, and it's also a good name for the end of our podcast. This is it. <laughs> Welcome to it. (laughs) Hi, this is the end of the M-Word podcast. Thank you so much for making it this far. If you would like to call for help, please dial 911. If you'd like to leave a message at the tone, please go to mwordpod.com slash submit and tell us all your secret stories. If you would like to talk to Fred, dial 912. I just wanted to bring Fred back. He's so lonely. His name was fucking Bob, and you changed it to Fred. His How name dare was you? never Bob. His name Bob was Fred. Bob Slayer. 
Kyle the Bobslayer. Uh, how about we rewind that tape right now? Hey, yeah, we'll call him Bob. Called you, bitch. It's obvious that it was Fred. It was Fred from the beginning. Uh, you named him. You named him Fred. I named him Bob. But anyway, back to the dial tone bit. Also, if you'd like to rate us on iTunes, we would be super into it. Yeah, we need some more ratings and reviews. Let us know how you love the show. And maybe at the end of the month, you should tweet at us or put it in the review what your favorite costume is. We've got some exciting costumes coming up for this month. We're really happy yeah, with Yeah, get ready. And don't be surprised. <laughs> don't. <laughs> That's it? Don't be, don't be surprised. <laughs> hey, don't be surprised. And don't be surprised when you hear us being different boys this month. Because I told you. It's the M word, a spoopy time. It's a spoopy time. Also, I want to thank Cindia Martinez for our beautiful cover art. And we should do a Halloween version. Can we do a, a ghost version? We're going to work on that maybe later. I also want to thank Grant O'Brien for... <laughs> okay, you're singing music, but also high. there's music in post. And so this is just untenable to the human ear. Sometimes I like to get so so good at my overdubbing that I can sing along with music that isn't even playing. <laughs> but that is playing to people later. It's interesting, your ability to look into the future. I want to thank our Grant po- O'Brien. Our podcast is nothing if but meta. It's nothing without Grant O'Brien, who I've thanked three times. For our intro and outro music, our intro music, Millennial Juice Fluid our outro music ballad of a dusty boy thank you all so much for listening and as we always say hello you've got fred here thank you for calling 912 oh shit no no you're stabbed i don't know what to do help um, please i'm stabbed i'm at the quarter of fifth and second can you put something else in there to plug it yeah i have i was i was deltoing <laughs> myself let me stick it in wait no it'll make it bigger just put the knife back in and that'll plug it in the exact Sir. same way. Exact same Sir, way. Give it back. Hey, come back. Give it back. Oh, yes. Nice. Okay, he's back. He's back <laughs> and better than ever. I'm so sorry. You're going to die now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.